This is the Caniac Report. I am Sam Wallace. And I am Sam Driscoll. And you know what? What? I'm ready for puck drop. I so am too. Well, uh, we are back after taking a week off. As you guys, if you guys follow us on Twitter, uh, part of the main reason was because I got COVID, and so we couldn't do it. If you don't, please follow us on Twitter, The Caniac Report. Uh, that's pretty much the name of our Twitter, no fancy word signals or whatever in our Twitter thing. But um, we also have some podcast announcements here. Um we are now uh, roommates, officially. Yep, yep, indeed we are. Right in Cary, in the heart of Cary. Um, being able to record these will be easier now. It'll be more fun. Um, but, you know, we're going to do a lot of um, fun things, too, this, this season. At least try to get you all more involved. Um, you know, we're season ticket holders this year, so might be on a couple games we might... Uh, Look to give out some tickets. Pay attention to the Twitter because we might ask some trivia questions. We might do some things to that tickets will be involved. So pay attention. If you don't follow us, make sure you do follow us. Um, I know there will be some Caniacs who want some tickets to games this year because we won't be able to go to all of them. And sometimes it's fun to see what uh, what you all are interested in. Definitely. And... Um so what we'll be doing in uh, this episode in particular, we'll be going through some NHL news. And then for the Canes part of it, because this is a Hurricanes podcast. Um, I thought it was a Panthers podcast. No, I can't it's, do this. It, it's, oh my gosh. <laughs> You're fine. Okay. I know you are. But um, we will be. Uh, discussing on the uh, Tom Dundon era, bunch of jerks era of trades that Don Waddell has uh, done with us because, and and part of the reason why I thought this might be a good idea is because of the Pac Charetti and Brent Burns deal. Uh, Don Waddell has really um, proven so far that he is really good with his trades when it comes to this team. He's really uh, turned this team around with both him and his assistant drone manager, Eric Tolsky. We know he's been heavily involved in it as well. Um, oh, yeah. They've Tulsky, done great. Tolsky, I, I believe he's the guy who, who, who looks at all the, the stats and the statistics and says, I want this guy. But Don, but Don Waddell is the guy who wheels and deals to get, make it happen. Um, so, yeah, for sure. I mean, Don Waddell is a deal maker. Um, so... There aren't many trades where you look at and you're like, oh, we got fleeced there. But yeah, he's well, good. he's a good, um, he's a good um, GM. Yeah, and we will get to that. Uh, so some NHL news here. There's quite a been, quite a bit to have been some news um, since a couple weeks ago was our last episode. But uh, Mason Appleton signs a three-year, two point one million dollar deal. Uh, he was uh, drafted by Seattle. Didn't work out really well for them. He went back to Winnipeg, uh, and he and he's done pretty decently with Winnipeg than yeah, he so, has with Seattle. You know, good good team to sign with, so he'll do fine. Yes, and a big name right here uh, who finally got signed is John Klingberg. A one-year, $7 million deal. Um, and a few days before that, actually, Kleinberg actually fired his agent a couple of days before. I thought he did pretty well uh, with what the circumstances were um, when it came to his situation. He doesn't feel he did well, I'm sure. But um, it's one just year, a one-year one deal. Year deal. He wanted to make sure he played somewhere and got paid. So he's on a, you know, go out and play well. And then hopefully your agent can get you a better contract somewhere else next year. It's probably his thought process right now. Um, I don't really know. Um, I know Carolina, I think, was looking at signing him for about that. That's what it sounded like. But they wouldn't give him the term. 
And so Carolina went out and got Burns. So that kind of lost Klingberg any chance at getting a good contract with some term. Because Carolina was going to give him some term. I think I kept hearing like four or five. I think Friedman talked about four or five Yeah, years. he did. Um, and about that number, maybe a little bit more. But, it, you know, just didn't get done. So Carolina upgraded. Yeah, we did. And I I love the addition of Brent Burns. We'll talk a little bit more about him later on in this episode. Um, Another uh, player uh, that I thought was interesting, it was Capo Caco, signing a two-year, $2.1 million deal with the Rangers. That is a bridge deal. I think something similar is going to happen with Natchez, if it hasn't already been official. Again, we'll talk about this later on with Natchez, but Kako, I mean, he was a number two overall pick for the Rangers. Hasn't really panned out yet. Yeah, I mean, it gets him to Arb rights, so that's probably what he was going for. He's a good player. He'll probably just need to grow into it. I mean, he's got a lot of good players around him. He didn't really play in the top six. He played in the bottom six. So, you know, you can't expect him to, you know, play top six, um, kind of stats if you're not playing there. So we'll see what happens with him. I expect him to play well. If not, um, I can see, I can see them trying to move him. I mean, there were rumors that Lafreniere and Kaka were on the, on the, on the block at the deadline. So, yeah, I don't know. Really. They're, they're thinking here but we'll have to wait and see what what they decide to do but he's a good player um next one i i found was interesting and i tweeted about it where it was a move the devils made when they signed brat to a one by 5.4 jesper brad had was a point per game he is now getting a one year 5.4 million dollar contract that's a really team friendly deal it is so that's just impressive first off so and the reason i tweeted about it wasn't that you know oh the devil's you know division no it's that this is this has implications for natchez now like we said we've tweeted that the deal is three by I'm sorry, it was a two by three, I think is the deal Correct. that we tweeted. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing. It, it wouldn't be announced until the buyout window, which is in 48 hours, I believe now. We're sitting at about 48. So, yes, but Brat signing at 1.5, Natchez didn't come anywhere near point per game. So the question now becomes, what are we looking at for Natchez? So... I think the announcement of a two by three is reasonable. I think that's a good team friendly deal, good player friendly deal. Gets him to Arb rights because you'll still be an RFA. So it gives him a chance to prove it. Gets him a chance to play this season without any real pressure. So that deal, I think that Jesper Brad deal, which came first, kind of hurt the Natchez camp in asking for any kind of high salary number so it was an it was an important deal i think that one had to get done first before carolina had a chance to get natchez done at a deal they wanted so um i think it's interesting to see um that was a good deal i mean that's a great deal for them he's a good player yeah and he was actually wanting like i well no no it was the devils that were wanting to sign him at like 4.4 million dollars and uh his Brats camp wanted like six and a half. I would have given him six and a half, but again, New Jersey uh, is free to do what they want to do when it comes to their cap situation. So we'll see how that pans out. They also sign up some depth players and Miles Wood and Jonas Siegenthaler, a defenseman who I do like Siegenthaler. He has some physical edge to him. And Miles Wood, he's a uh, good fast uh, bottom six forward for them. I think uh, that is a slightly maybe a bit of an overpayment, but not much on Miles Wood. Uh, Calgary did a lot uh, this past week um, in terms of re-signing Jonathan Huberdeau. Yeah, I was probably one of the people who were skeptical. I didn't necessarily think that Huberdeau would want to stay in Calgary. I, I don't understand why any player really signs long term in canada 
for tax reasons, for stress reasons, unless you're from there. I think maybe he was. I don't remember where he was from, but kind of hard to turn that, that kind of money down, too. So, solid deal. Yes, a very solid deal for Calgary. Eight years is definitely a long time. They also signed Andrew Manchapani for three years at $5.8 million. Uh, he is a very hardworking player for Calgary. He got like 35 goals for them. So that's not a, I think that's a pretty good deal for in terms of Calgary's side of things uh, right there. And Oliver Trillington, he signs two-year, $2.5 million. He got 31 points, nine goals and 22 assists. Uh, again, I think these deals are pretty good. And then Edmonton um, was able to avoid arbitration with Pogliarvi, signing a one-year, $3 million deal. Again, I don't expect Pogliarvi to stay in Edmonton. Really? No, I don't think so. If it's not this year, it'll be next year, but he won't stay there. He, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of desire on either side. I think this deal was to avoid losing him at all. For nothing. Yeah, so they'll keep signing. They'll... they'll they will try to get a deal done before the end, before this contract's over. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how uh, that's been. I mean, that's been going on for a long while, ever since I would say Edmonton drafted Pulciarvi. Uh, yeah, the tension there's just not that good, and um, there is some news with Kadri going to the Islanders. I don't think it happens. I mean, it could. I saw something today that Kadri is not wavering on what he wants. He wants a contract near nine million, so that's a lot. Would he fit in the Islanders? Yeah, but again, I think they have one of. The, I think the Islanders have one of the worst general managers in the league. So I think Lula Morello's crappy. So yeah, well, it, it's mainly because a lot of these contracts that the Islanders have right now are all several years of term for them. So it's kind of going to be hard to um, get cap space to sign. Especially when they're still trying, especially when they're still paying um, Rick DiPietro. Oh yeah. Rick DiPietro. Are they still signing him? No, they're still paying him. Yeah. They pay him for the next, Oh, many years. (laughs) Dang. And they, they've been doing that for a long time. It was a big buyout. Um, but you know what? Good for um. I think Kadri is a good player. Is he worth nine million? Not line nine million long term. This was his best season, I think, of his career. So I don't know why I wouldn't. I wouldn't give him nine million off of a one season showing where this this kind of performance isn't going to necessarily be repeated when you're not playing with McKinnon, Landeskog, Makar. I mean, you're not playing with these guys anymore. So I don't know what what makes you think you're worth that. These guys made you look better. Kadri's good, but he's not nine million dollars. I give him eight million. I'd probably do seven to eight. Eight being the highest I would ever go, and I wouldn't give him a seven or eight year deal. So because I think he's one of the best second line centers out there in the NHL. He's not a first liner. No, not. But a he's a good second liner. Yeah, but he wants first line money, and that's the problem. So, yeah. And uh, Kane's made some news uh, with Ethan Bear. That raised a lot of questions. Uh, they avoided arbitration. Um, Expected. Carolina doesn't tend to like to go to arbitration. No, they do not. And they s- signed him to a $2.2 million de- deal uh, for just one year. Uh, that raises a lot of questions. It shows that they're giving him another shot. I think... Next year, he's still an RFA with Arbrights again. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's still an RFA next year. Um, I don't know. I think it's spelled with that kind of deal and with Carolina only having $1.8 million, I think, in cap space. Correct. It kind of spells the end, I think, for Jake Gardner. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Whether it's a trade to get the complete four mil off the books or a buyout. I'm looking more at a buyout because I think uh, trading him to get cap space is going to cost a lot more. I tend to agree. I do believe that there's going to be a buyout here, and it's going to give the Canes some money 
to move things around. Um, expected. I mean, I kind of would have liked to have seen Gardner play and see if he got better, but he'll get bought out. A team may or may not sign him. I don't know. It's really a matter of what happens, but most people felt like he had played his last game in a Hurricanes uniform a couple of years ago. So Yeah, and even though it is only one year for Ethan Bear, um, I still don't think his job is safe, although it does put pressure on Gardner. So we'll see how those two players play out because i think dylan Coughlin might be given more of a shot than uh ethan bear i don't know i just i don't know if i would have signed ethan bear to that deal i I may have been more tempted to let him walk um or try and find a trade you know whatever they could do i i would have rather used that money somewhere else you know i would actually would have preferred you know at this point you know instead of having to deal with a buyout you've got gardner on the books leave him there don't make this deal sign h's to a to the what I believe is going to be the, you know, two by three. If you didn't sign Bear, then you're fine. I think your defensive depth is good without Bear. Even if you choose, even if you did have Gardner, it's good without Gardner. Yeah. So I don't see. I didn't see the need for the Bear signing. I would have preferred to have maybe use that money in a forward. If you wanted exactly. to, exactly. Maybe you could have made a deal involving Natchez to bring Tarasenko here. Um, St. Louis eats some cap. It's only a year, so they would be probably more, you know, it's more palatable for them to eat half, launder it through another team, take another chunk off if you wanted to. But, you know, it is what it is. I think, you know, if Natchez can play like we've seen him play before, if last year was just a, a blip in his career, then this 2 by 3 is great. great. Oh, yeah. Even with how he played last year, I think 2 by 3 is still good. So he'll be, he, you know, Natchez will fit. Don't know where, um, but it does appear, and it does sound like we said the deal will be two by three. Seen this along online, and just I do believe that'll be the deal, but it won't be announced till after Gardner, till the buyout window opens, and I expect Gardner to get bought out. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that either. And yes, that is uh, Sam's dog <laughs> barking. Dog. If you he- if you hear, yeah, she's a she's like she's um. A guard dog. She's a golden retriever, and for those who know golden retrievers, they are not guard dogs, but she thinks she's a big bad dog, and trust me, she's not. She barks. When she barks, she jumps backwards, so she's a little scary dog. But it makes her happy. <laughs> she's got a big old smile on her face now when I'm petting her, but she's a good dog. I'll, I'll, I'll drop a picture on the, on, the, on the Twitter after the pod drops. Yeah. Uh, we, we both love uh, Penny. And... Um, Back to the Canes, uh, the Hurricanes, this really surprised me. Ryan Dezingle is back. Yeah, that was an interesting um, move to bring Dezingle back, but it's a low-risk, high-reward kind of thing. He can come and play. You know, he can play in the NHL. He can play in the AHL. He's a good option if you have injuries. Exactly. It's a good deal for the organization. It's a good deal for him. Gives him another shot, gives us offensive depth, you know, gives veteran presence in the minors because I expect him to play most of the year probably down in, in Chicago. Yeah, so we'll see how Ryan Dezingle does. Now uh, let's get to uh, the past trades that Don Waddell and Eric Tolsky have done because I think they have done very well ever since Tom Dundon has took over. Uh you guys might have thought that the first trade they'd done was the huge Calgary trade, but it was actually with Arizona. Um, we traded Marcus Kruger. We even retained 10% of his contract, um, along with a uh, third-round pick to get Jordan Martinuk. And I think Martinuk, um, well, one, I think that trade was really good for Carolina, Absolutely. especially in the first couple years of Martin Nook's tenure here with the Hurricanes, because he was really good at the start with us. Well, that and he's been instrumental even past that time as a locker room presence. Yes, so he has. Where he doesn't play well on the ice, and he's had a rough couple of years. He, he, he has done very well. Um, 
in the locker room. That's one of his big, um, one of the big things that he's got going on in his locker room presence. <laughs> yes. He's been definitely having a huge voice in that locker room. And I think he will continue um, when he, I think he only has one more year left on his contract with us. And now we get to that Calgary trade. And what was frustrating to me on that Calgary trade was that I was at work when that happened. Um, so it was frustrating for me not to dig into that trade a little bit more. But, uh, boy, um, that was, I think, the biggest trade the Hurricanes have done uh, in Don Waddell's tenure here with the team that we traded Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin to Calgary, and we got, got back Michael Furlan, Dougie Hamilton, and Adam Fox. I don't think this was a hugely terrible trade at the time. If we had kept Adam Fox, I think we would be looking at it a little bit differently. Exactly. I think with Adam Fox and just how well he's done, um, that really worked out well for for New York at the end of the day. And I think if he had signed in Carolina, it would have been a you know a better situation. That trade would have looked better. But he never wanted to sign here, so it was what it was. Yeah, and he was born in New York, so he wanted to play for the Rangers. Even when we made the deal to get Adam Fox with it. It wasn't expected that he would stay in Carolina. Yes. Now, Hamilton played, I think, a huge part in bringing the Hurricanes back to the playoffs. Yes, which is why the deal is good for Carolina. At the end of the day, I think the the, the Flames win the trade. They do. But Carolina still gets the consolation prize of they ended a 10-year playoff drought, which was one of the most important things that they've done. So, there's yes. that. Yes. And also, I remember there was a video on them trying to work on that trade with Calgary. It's still on YouTube, I believe. And they really uh, stress on the importance of this trade was a culture change to uh, express that we want to win now. We're done with missing the playoffs another year. And I think they have successfully done that in that trade. Now, the next trade, that angered a lot of fans. Because Jeff Skinner was a huge fan oh well fan favorite favorite. yeah yeah uh what we got cliff poo who is no longer even a hurricane (coughs) he went to florida i believe and a later deal um we got a second round pick which did turn into Pyotr kochetkov so that's that that worked out then you have a third round pick with alexander nikishkin nikishkin and then uh, a sixth round pick we're not even going to, not to try and pronounce that name. Either um, way, the deal at the end of the day it didn't exactly benefit Buffalo because they haven't made the playoffs since getting Jeff Skinner. I mean, he's played better last year than he did the year before and the year before that. So Jeff Skinner is finding his game, which is good because I'm still a fan of Skinner. I loved him. He was a good player here. Um, he was probably the last player we had who was a natural goal scorer. Yeah, he um, was. Which is he? It is missed now for sure. But um, getting Kachekov, that that little bit surprised me uh, with that deal because it seems like he's going to be the next um, Cam Ward of the Hurricanes, and he probably even better. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's the thought right now with Kachekov, especially with um, sending Makanyemi to. To San, Jose. San Jose, which I was disappointed in because I really liked him as a prospect. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, the next trade uh, that Carolina did I thought was a very, very good trade, one of the best, was um, trading Victor Rask, who was basically seen as a fourth-line center at, at the time, for Nino Niederreiter of Minnesota. Great deal. One for one, fleeced Minnesota. Notice they haven't made any trades with us since then. Nope. So yeah, that was a that, that was a, a pretty robbed them blind. I mean, at the, but but when you look at the trade when it happened, you had two players who who both had shown that they could play well, and Victor Rask and you know, Nita Ryder, and just hadn't played well in their organization. So you trade one for one, and it worked out for one. It didn't really work out for the other. <coughs> 
And Victor Rask is now in Vegas, I think. I thought it was Seattle, wasn't it? You're right, Seattle. Seattle. He's in Seattle now. Yes. So, yeah, great trade there by uh, the turtle, Mr. Turtleneck guy. And the next trade, uh, I think we eventually saw this coming as Adam Fox had not wanted to sign with us. But we got two second-round picks. Um, Mad Sogard and Noel Gundler. Now, Noel Gundler is a promising prospect. Defenseman, correct? He's a forward. Forward? Yes. So he he will probably be very good for us. So it's an option. You know, it's something there. It doesn't make the trade as bad as it probably... There's nothing going to make that trade look good, even no. if Gundler plays second-line minutes. I mean, Adam Fox is a number one defenseman in New York. So It was a trade that forced Don Waddell's hands, basically. Yeah, because so you Adam Fox made it pretty really, clear he wasn't going to sign with us. So. Yeah, you can't really blame Don Waddell on that. Um, now... The next trade, I consider this the best trade Don Waddell has done. And this was on the s- second day of, uh, of the f- NHL entry draft. And we got Patrick Marlowe, a 2020 first-round pick and a 2020 seventh-round pick. And all we had to send them was a sixth-round pick. Yeah, it, it's the cost of doing business when... You're a team strapped for cap space. So we basically bought a first-round draft pick. And that turned into Seth Jarvis, if you guys did not know. And Seth Jarvis has obviously been playing pretty amazing with us. Oh, yeah. It was a good deal. It made sense for us. We had plenty of cap room at the time to do it. Did it. Brought in a first-round draft pick. It was perfect. Helped with the continuing to move Carolina in the right direction. Yes. And uh, the next trade, this was a cap dump. Um, I wouldn't say it, it was a good relationship with DeHaan and Carolina at the end of it. Um, but we traded Calvin DeHaan to Chicago along with Alesky Sorella, who, who that's a player that we got um, from the Rangers in the Eric Stahl trade. And we got Anton Forsberg, who was a goalie, and Gustav Forsling, who's playing very well with Florida right now. So, yeah, and, and I think uh, Anton Forsberg's playing well with Ottawa as their goaltender. Oh, yeah, he might be. So, you know, it is players aren't in Carolina anymore, but it was, again, it was a pure cap dump move, just getting players back, sending players away. Nothing crazy about it. I lied to Han when he was here, though. I did too. It was unfortunate that the relationship ended pretty bad here. And then we brought in Gardner, which kind of replaced uh, DeHaan, and I think kind of made him a little bit redundant in our uh, defense. And then another trade that happened. This wasn't a trade that not really worked out, I would say. No, but it was pretty popular at the time. I actually really liked it at the time as well. I did too. Uh, we traded uh, Nicholas Waugh in a fifth round for Eric Holla. And it's an offensive player, a goal scorer. That's why you wanted to bring him in. Didn't work out quite that way. Uh, it, that relationship ended very, very badly. Apparently, him and Rod did not get along very well. And um, since then, he's been pretty much public enemy number one every time he visits PNC Arena. Yes, and he's with uh, New Jersey now. He used to be with uh, Boston and uh, Nashville. So now we're going to see quite a bit of... Eric Holla. Yes, we will. And there will be a lot of booze for him whenever he comes to visits. Oh, yes. Now, this next trade, you think the other one was the best. I think this is one of the best trades that Don Waddell really? made. Oh, yeah. You have a goaltender who was horrific, absolutely horrific with Carolina. Scott Darling was not a good goaltender here just was not he was no. good at backup in chicago he won the stanley cup he started games in the playoffs he won them games in the playoffs when he came here he was a hot mess he wasn't good now to his credit he's a great guy he had a lot of personal problems that he just never was able to work out brought it onto the ice with him and he just it just didn't work out for him in carolina he was out of shape he wasn't fitting well at all so at the end of the day, it did not work out well for for Scott Darling. So we traded a goaltender who had abysmal numbers, horrific stats, played absolutely horrible here, and we traded him in a sixth round pick and got James Reimer. 
Yes, that was a fantastic trade. Um, James Reimer also had a down year with Florida at the time that we traded him. Um, but we turned him into a very good goalie. And I think part of a team when it comes to goaltenders to have a really good goaltending coach. Yeah, and Carolina. And I did. think we do. We do. And, and Reimer was a good goalie. So he played very well here. It was a good trade. Um, Panthers basically bought him out. Yeah, they did. So we, we, we didn't want to do that. But Florida was willing to, to get rid of James Reimer. So, because Darling's contract was a smaller cap hit. So they were going to buy out Reimer anyway. That was the prevailing thought. So instead, they just bought out Darling. Yep. Very successful trade. Hats off to Mr. Turtleneck, Tom Waddell. Next trade uh, was St. Louis. This a bit surprised me because we knew Justin Fogg was on the trade rumor mill for a very long time. It was expected that Justin Falk wasn't going to be part of the organization, unfortunately. When I look at his contract now, then I look and see what players like Dougie Hamilton's got. To me, I'm just like, why couldn't... you know? Now I feel like Zoe could have made something work with Falk. Um, I think he would have been better here in Carolina. Um, I think it really would have worked out well, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. I thought Falk had more determination than Hamilton, um, although I thought Hamilton um, offensively was a bit better than Falk. But Falk had a bit more grit. And I just also thought, kind of like with D'Angelo, too, there was more of a fit than Hamilton. Um, But we got back Joel Edmondson, who I honestly loved. When he was playing with us, he had a good physical edge to us. Dominic Bach, that didn't pan out, obviously, because he's now uh, going back to Russia. Yep. Um, and a seventh round pick, which is basically nothing. Mm-hmm. And we send them a fifth round pick along with Justin Falk. But it was interesting that he, we got him to go to the Blues, though, because they had pretty good defense, even though they, I believe they lost Petrangelo. Yeah. Um, at the time. But I think it makes, you know, I think this is one way to look at it, too. You know, Carolina has a you know history of dealing with St. Louis now. So to think that a big blockbuster deal with St. Louis couldn't happen would be wrong. This one did. One involving Tarasenko could happen. So I think it's just important to keep eyes on, on the blues. Yes. And uh, the, the next three trades, I would say, this was all of the, these three next three trades happened on trade deadline day. Um, the Florida trade, I thought that was excellent. Even though we, it looks like we gave up a lot, I thought it was pretty good. I, the only player I kind of missed was Lucas Walmart, but we got Vincent Trocek in exchange for Eric Halla, who we knew was not working out with us, Luke Lucas Walmart, Chase Prisky, and E2 Lusterainen, who was a promising prospect. And... I thought we did pretty good with that Vincent Trocek trade. Yeah, that was a good deal. Trocek worked out well in Carolina. Disappointed we couldn't make a deal work with him, but Carolina, the writing was in the sky for him to go once they signed long-term uh, Kenyemi, So Yeah, it was. But he was really good. Uh, he Very good all around, I think, second-line center. I think um, Rangers did pretty good of signing him because I think he's an upgrade from Ryan Strom. He was their second-line center. And there's more of an edge to Trocek than there is with Ryan Strom. So good luck to Vincent Trocek and the Rangers. But overall, that trade was another really good trade for the Hurricanes. Uh, The next trade, to me... This was one of probably maybe the worst traits, I would say, for Carolina. It's only bad because of how the season worked out. I could see that, but I just wasn't the biggest fan of it. Sammy Votnin. With Sammy Votnin. We didn't give up a lot. You know, Yanni Kokonen's done okay in New Jersey. Um, Frederick Chison, I don't think, ever really did anything. So, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone really won. I mean, I guess you could say New Jersey did because they still got Yanni Kokonen. Yeah. But even then, it's not like it's crazy. 
Yeah, and Vatanen was a pure rental. Uh, it was yes. because we had so many injuries on that back end. Yeah. So, although the next trade, I thought that uh, looking back on this, because we had both Toronto's and our first round pick, um, was when we got Brady Shea and we traded the lowest of those first picks for him. And I think that's a pretty, f- I would say, a fair deal. Yeah, it worked out. Brady Shea's been a very good, reliable number two um, second-pairing defenseman. Him and Pesci have been very good. They were great. Pe- Brady Shea had a good year. Oh, he did. I thought uh, this past season was his best season. And I don't want to mistake, you know, my, my saying that, you know, if a, a good deal came available for Brady Shea, I would take it, has nothing to do with, with Brady Shea. He's been fantastic. has everything to do with his cap. And knowing that this team won't sign him again, I'd be shocked if they did because you'll want to pay raise. So, I, I mean – Knowing what this team does and how they let players walk makes more sense to trade him. When you can get something for him and he's got a little bit of term left, I think he's got another year left on his deal. Yeah. Um, let me so check. Right that. deal comes along, you know, along. I would I would consider a deal. Two year deal. Okay, so yeah, I'd consider a move with with Brady Shea, but but again, he's played fantastic. It's been a very good deal for Carolina. Yes. Now this next trade, this was more of a minor trade. But at the time, uh, we didn't really have a fourth-line center. Yes. And that's what we wanted with Cedric Paquette. We traded Ryan Dezingle, um, who we now just signed, um, for Cedric Paquette and Alex Galchenyuk. Now, we later traded Alex Galchenyuk for nothing um, to Toronto because we just wanted Paquette. Correct. But he, I thought he was a good physical forward yep. for us. Yeah. Not much to say there, though. No, I mean, um, it is what it is. It worked out. Dezingle's back in Carolina. So if you want to say who won a trade, I guess we did. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess. A very minor trade. And the the next one kind of mirrored that a little bit, too. Um, I mean, we traded Hayden Flurry for Yanni Hockenpah and a second-round pick. Um, that's a whatever trade. I don't that's know. a whatever trade. Flurry, I... Certain people seem to really, certain person seems to really like Hayden Flurry. My opinion, it shows how ignorant you are at hockey if you think Hayden Flurry is a good defenseman and better than what we've had in the past. I'm sorry if you watched the Carolina Hurricanes play. If you watched Hayden Flurry play, no. Is Hawking Paw better? I'm not, that's not saying that, but I'm saying Hayden Flurry certainly isn't as good as you might think he is. So, yeah, no, unloading Hayden Flurry because I certainly wouldn't want to pay him. Yeah. Um, and he it, hasn't been that great in Seattle. So, I mean, whatever you want to believe, believe. But at least tell the truth. Hayden Fleury is not that great of a defenseman. He did not work no, out the way he, he would. It did not work out the way he needed to have worked out. Yeah. And he was, a, he, I mean, he was a promising prospect with us. I mean, he was drafted yeah. in the first round. I think he was the seventh overall pick yep. during the France, Ron Francis era. Correct. Um, but it just didn't work out. Kind of along with... Another player who we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. Um, but um, next trade, this really angered a lot of fans. It, it ain't, and it's, and to me, it still frustrates me looking back at this trade because I think we could have gotten a little bit more when we traded Alex Nadelkovich to Detroit for Jonathan Bernier, who, didn't, who we didn't sign. Yeah. And a third round pick. Yeah. Um, is what it is. Carolina never will leave. You know, you'll hear Adam, you hear Adam Gold said it too. Other people said it. Carolina didn't believe in Nedeljkovic. Nedeljkovic had a great regular season and about an average to below average playoffs. And that's the Nedeljkovic they believed existed. And that's the Nedeljkovic Detroit got too because Nedeljkovic did not have a great year in Detroit. No, but I mean, Detroit did you see all those horrendous defense Detroit's hasn't been defense that. Defense wasn't very good, but good. at least Reddy Anderson and Antti Ranta didn't put the puck in their own net like Nedeljkovic did. True. So, <laughs> mm. but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It worked out though because we got Antti Ranta and Frederick Anderson the next season, and. That really worked out for us. Uh, the next trade um, was another promising defensive prospect in Jake Bean. Didn't work out. I probably would have kept Hayden Fleury over Jake Bean. 
looking I, back. Hayden Flurry could at least put it a little bit better on the back end. Yeah. Jake Bean was a defensive liability, so he was fast, and I thought, and I honestly thought Jake Bean was going to turn out to be something great because he was he looked great in the beginning of the season when he first started playing regularly. I thought Jake Bean looked amazing. Yeah, he did. It. About maybe a ten game stretch where he played fantastic and then played well and looked like we finally got you know our young defenseman. This is going to work out, and it just went all to hell in a handbasket. Jake Bean was not trusted anymore. He couldn't be trusted on the back end. Didn't trust him in overtime in the playoffs to the point where you had you had to have what was it? A, a joie? Yeah, Le Joie. Playing yep. and at the time you just, that's not a good option either. So yeah, it just it just did not um, didn't work out in Carolina. Unfortunate. I ho- I wish him the best in, in Columbus. I really do. He had a bit of a bounce back season with Columbus. Which is good. And I think that's good for him to go into a team where there's no expectations. It just wasn't a fit in Carolina. We're not looking to build a defensive core. We're looking to win a cup. Exactly. So, you know, this was Carolina five years ago. Sure, Jake Bean probably would have stayed. We would have signed him to the contract he got in Columbus. But we don't have that. We, we aren't in that position anymore. Yeah, we aren't. And we got a second-round pick. So, I, I mean, that's not a bad tr- trade. No, just remember who Carolina drafted in the second round, who's now our number one player in Sebastian Ajo. So. Exactly. Carolina, you know, Carolina's a good drafting team, so don't think that these picks won't turn into anything because they very well could. Yes. Now, the next trade, this is a very interesting trade because we traded Warren Fogle to Edmonton. I was not a big Warren Fogle fan toward the end of his tenure with us. He played great in the Washington series. That was about it. We never got that Warren but Fogle that again. That was about it. Never got that Warren Fogle again. He was good. You know, everyone, a few fan, another fan favorite. People liked him. But, and then Ethan Bear was a fan favorite in Edmonton. So, swapping them. Don't think it's really worked out the way either team wanted it to. Yeah, I know. But Carolina's giving him another shot. So we'll see. Yeah, we, we will see with how Ethan Bear does in the future if he does uh, stay with us to open a night. And then the next trade, this was during trade deadline this past um, season. We didn't give up pretty much hardly anything to get Max Domi. This was a three-team trade. Um, and Max Domi had to, his cap hit was high enough to where two teams had to retain his cap. And that is what it is. It really, it didn't, it didn't work out there either. Max Domi had one good game and that was game seven against Boston. So yes, it helped Carolina exercise the demon and beating the Bruins in the playoffs. But that's about it. That's all he did. He didn't really turn out to be much of anything for the organization. I wish him the best in Chicago. Uh, maybe that you know, maybe he'll play better there. He'll be one of the veterans in the room. So we'll yeah. see what happens for him there. But it didn't turn out well here. No, and that was a trade deadline that did have me a little bit of concern for our management. And I think, and I know Adam Gold talked about this um, in a recent episode that Caroline, the management. I don't know if they're willing to make a big sacrifice play in order to get that big player. Carolina's management in the deadline has always been, we're good enough to keep going. Well, maybe if no other team makes a trade. Yeah. But if you looked at the deadline, and this is what we said to, Adam Gold said it, I think anyone really paid attention said it, almost every team in contention got better. Right? They did. In the East, anyway. Carolina did not. Maybe marginally. But not enough to make a difference. So, what do you do? Right? Carolina just didn't have... You have to be willing to go out and get better. Now, I think the Brent Burns trade is a good sign of that going out to make a deal for a player like that? I mean, be honest, do you ever think Carolina, do you ever think Brent Burns would put on a Carolina Hurricanes uniform? No. Do you ever think Match Petrotti would put on a Hurricanes uniform? 
No, not, and I thought those two trades was more of Carolina being savvy than it was of them not making that big sacrifice, that big Oh, no, trade. it was not a sacrifice. Well, the Burns one, maybe, Etu Makanyemi turns into a really good elite goalie. Yeah, possibly. Um, but I don't know where... And that might be that might be the sacrifice play. Like I keep talking about Tarasenko, St. Louis might not have a good year. Well, in which case they're going to look to trade Tarasenko. If Carolina wants to go all in, you go and make that happen, even if it does involve maybe Natchez. Yes, exactly. Because Natchez will be three million if St. Louis retains. Get another team involved. Send off your second round pick, your first round draft pick. Your first round pick will be thirty second overall if you win the cup. So bringing in a play, you know, going out there to make something happen, to make something work, to get better when everyone else gets better. One of the man, what management, I think, had made a comment that they didn't want to be reactionary to what other teams around the league were doing. Well, you have to be in this in this league. If everyone around you gets better and you don't, that's not good. Yeah, it it really isn't. Now Carolina tends to be more of the stuff that just does, does things during the off season. That's fine. Carolina got better this offseason. In my opinion, they got better. I think Pacioretty is an upgrade from Nino Niederreiter. It's now, it's, it is yet to be determined if KK is an upgrade to Trocek. But Burns is an upgrade to D'Angelo. And we got Kasha, too, who I think, if he stays Kasha, healthy, yeah. could be good. Yeah, and so so you basically get Pacioretty and Kasha. They replace Trocek and, and, and Niederreiter. Now, Pacioretty is definitely more of a goal scorer than either Trocek or Nina Ryder is. And, and Pacioretty will be playing top six minutes, whether on the first line or the second line, but he's going to be playing with, with some good players. So the question is going to become, you know, they're, I think our top six is set. I think they're good. Um, bringing in Tarasenko would just make it better. Um, so you just have to look at what you think you need at this point. So yes, if they're a good big play, and Carolina's proven that. I mean, I think they haven't been willing. Well, I think in order to get you know to compared with the Huberdeau deal to get um, Kachuk, is Huberdeau basically for Kachuk? You know, McKenzie Weaker went the other way. The only, Carolina was in on it till the end too. It was Natchez was one of the players we had involved. I think the only way to come close to that would have been if we had involved like Teravainen. And that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. You know, that deal just wasn't going to make – that just deal didn't make sense. But Carolina's been in on all these big-name players and deals. Carolina was one of the teams in on Goudreau. I'm sure they talked to him. Carolina's on the deals on Chuck. Carolina was in on Giroux. Carolina was in on Klingberg. Carolina – you know, these are – they're talking to all these players, and that's great in free agency. They're there. They're trying to make these deals to get better. Hopefully we'll see a trigger pull. Hopefully we'll see something more at the deadline. I think that's the concern. Is this a playoff team? Absolutely. Yeah, they are. Are they probably the best in the Metro? Yeah, I think it's between them and New York right now. Um, I think Carolina's strength is their defense, and uh, the strength in New York is their goaltending. So two very good teams. We'll see how they do. Um, It's fun to really dissect what that'll work out. But – you know, and, and the next trade, you know, again, we traded Tony D'Angelo. I wasn't happy when that happened because all we got was three picks, a second, a third, and a fourth. Yeah, but at least there was a plan B, and that plan B was getting Brent Burns. Yes. So I'm okay knowing that we got Brent Burns. Yes, and it worked out in the end because you upgraded. That's what matters. Because Brent Burns, I do think, is the better overall defenseman than Tony D'Angelo. Yes. And then you have, um, and then that's the next trade too. You sent Stephen Lawrence, another fan family fan favorite, and to Mackinnyami in the third to get Burns and Lane Patterson. Lane Patterson is the player you brought in. I don't really expect him to play on the roster unless you've got injuries. And Brent Burns, who is going to be your number two defenseman next to Slavin, that's scary. Yeah, that is scary. And then we give up a good player in future considerations. Yeah. Uh, for Max Pacioretty and Dylan Coughlin to Vegas. Yeah, and Pacioretty's going to be a good player to have here. 
I expect good things from from Pacioretty. That'll be a fun fun player to watch, Burns and Pacioretty. So if you were to grade Don Waddell's trade so far uh, in his tenure with this team, uh, what what grade would you uh, give him? Probably give him a B. Those are some deals there where you're a little bit icky. I give him B plus. The only reason I don't is because of his lack, their lack thereof of deadline moves. He had one deadline where he did a lot, and that was still kind of him. We were building, and now there is no willingness to budge when it makes sense. Ryan Suzuki, um, I'm sorry. Um, we have a Suzuki, and I can't remember his name. Is Ryan, it, it Suzuki. Ryan Suzuki. Yes. So we've got Ryan Suzuki. We have one of them. His brother's in Montreal. He's an all-star. Ryan Suzuki, we trade him. Use him. Yeah. Package him. He's one of our top prospects. That's why we don't need him. We really don't. So make a deal. Make the team better at the deadline. Yeah, do, do what exists, you need to do to win that Stanley Cup. Because... I don't agree that it's only a two-year window, but if that's the prevailing opinion, then you have to play that way. You, you have to prepare that way. So you need to win. Got to make a deal at the deadline. But I'm excited for this season. We say it at the end of every episode. We're excited. We can't wait to go to games. Um, I, we'll, we'll try and do some things to incorporate y'all more. During yeah, more fan season. engagements. Um it'll be enjoyable exciting we'll do a couple ticket giveaways this year that'll be the big thing we'll do maybe two or three games because it'll be fun we'll we'll post tr- Kane's trivia or something like that and it'll be cool it'll be exciting yeah. we'll figure all that out um if you guys like this episode please rate comment and subscribe so you never miss another app episode and also if you like it please share it too uh we love the community that we have built with this podcast um i am sam wallace I am sam see you next week guys Bye.